to the XX Files on CKUT 90.3 FM. It's 11.34 here in the studio, and I'm joined today by a very special guest. Hello. Hi. Could you introduce yourself for us? Hello, XX Files listeners and Amanda. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. My name is, uh, my artist's name is Jean Tellem. You can call me Jeanne. Um, I'm a music producer, I'm a music listener, I, I'm part of La Rama Records, um, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my life. That's a huge resume. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're coming into a really special week here in Montreal. Uh, it's Mutech, which is a music festival mainly based uh, electronic music and arts that's been going on for I don't know how many years now I'd have to look it up um, but I've been covering the festival for the last six years or so and I'm super excited to have Jean here because um, she will be making her live debut yes I will on Saturday yeah so at what time I play at 10 Okay, perfect. I, I open for the the big night at uh, Metropolis. Amazing. How are you feeling about that? I'm pretty nervous, um, but excited. It's the first time I perform live by myself, so um, I'm curious to see the reaction. Um, I usually play music for my boyfriend, so <laughs> and he's super excited about it, but uh, it's always interesting to see in real life the the reaction yeah i'm also super excited for your will you be there yes yeah. i will definitely be there of course <laughs> i've seen you dj quite a few times okay. and you're an incredible dj oh thank you uh yeah your mixing skills are out of this world literally <laughs> so i was wondering if you can um just talk a little bit about your musical background um you come from a background of piano jazz guitar as well as electroacoustics. um and how do you find that this defines your relationship with your kind of current tools and setup well uh i've al always uh in some type of way played music at a very early age my parents were always encouraging me to play an instrument so at first it was piano 
um, but it was kind of more of my my sister's thing. She was very good at it, so I was looking for my own my own thing. So um, I gravitated towards the guitar, and that was the the beginning of like my my love story for that instrument. I played guitar for about 10 years. Wow. Uh, I studied jazz guitar at Cégep Saint Laurent for about two years. And my, unfortunately, my, my dream kind of like stopped there. Well, my love story with, with the guitar stopped there. I think uh, it wasn't like a, a good environment for me to, to perform. That, that instrument um, but life goes on and I started gravitating towards electronic music started going to parties starting dancing and that was kind of like the next step of my musical journey and uh, so uh, a couple of years ago I started studying at the conservatory in electroacoustics wow. and I spent two years there studying composing with incredible teachers and I learned a lot about sound and music composition in general um, and that was a, a, a super experience for me um, having somebody while well, a teacher helped me get out of my comfort zone as well as exploring my own my own um, qualities I'd say um, and getting confident about those was a uh, very uh, formative amazing and so what do you use um, in your setup now do you use hardware or are you kind of Ableton based when you produce I'm or? Ableton based okay. Um, I use, I have my Juno 106 that nice. I, I, I really like and that I will br be bringing on Saturday. Amazing. Um, so this is, uh, kind of like my, my main instrument and I use a lot of VSTs. Going to school in electroacoustics, I started, I had a few classes with uh, exploring v uh, different types of VSTs and I kind of fell in love with it. So um, all the possibilities of digital synthesis. And so I would say in the last year, I've been using a lot of uh, VSTs and I mostly use a VST called Omnisphere, which is mostly used, I think, for like filmmaking. Amazing. It's not really made for like electronic music or dance music. There's a lot of, um, it's great to create textures and kind of mysterious environments. It's pretty interesting. So I use a lot of, uh, a lot of that in my, in my songs just to create strange sounds. Could you explain uh, really briefly for our listeners what a VST is? Uh, well, uh, it's a virtual synthesis, actually. So, um, as uh, so, analog synthesis is basically uh, 
electricity. So uh, virtual synthesis is um, recreating that electricity, but on a computer. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect synthesis. <laughs> And what would you say your daily practice is in relation to music, uh, whether it's producing, listening, both? Like my schedule? Or um, your schedule, if you want to talk about if you're working on music every day, if you're listening to music every day, both of those things, neither of them. I try to keep a balance uh, of everything. And that's the, the good thing with uh, the record shop I work at, La Hama Records, is... Um, It's a good, it's a good uh, space if I want to get away from music production because <laughs> I still get active in my own field, but doing something else. Um, sometimes I don't, I don't always have my mind for uh, creativity. So um, on days like that, I use my energy to work towards something more practical, like pricing records. So yeah. Um, but if I'm feeling creative, I'm going to uh, use that that type of energy that day towards uh, composing. Amazing. And I try to organize my schedule around. <laughs> try to yeah, I try to organize as much as possible my my schedule around around that. Cool. Since you mentioned it, I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about La Rama and. Uh, Kind of its place in Montreal. In yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, La Rama was established by uh, Chris Guilty um, in 2016. At first, it was inside Deaf of Vinyl, uh, an institution in Montreal. Yeah. Um, it was uh, so La Rama had a, a small locale inside Deaf of Vinyl. Deaf of Vinyl is uh, mostly well, is um, focused on used records. And Chris's space was for uh, new records, so new music. Um, so working there, uh, starting, the, starting the shop, what was great is we, we kind of started meeting a lot of people or meeting a lot of people that we usually see at parties, but seeing, the, uh, seeing them... Uh, during the day it creates no but it, it, yeah. it it's funny but it creates a whole new layer of relationships uh, you get to know more of the people who surround you and um, but the thing the thing is with that shop uh, at the time it was very physically it was very small so um It was very, very small. I don't know if you've been. Yes, I had seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very intimate, which is a good thing. But at the same time, I feel like some people were kind of afraid of coming in because coming in meant having a one-on-one -on -one discussion with us. Well, with, with Chris or with me, because it's kind of awkward having somebody in, in the space of not talking to them for sure um so it's a good thing and a bad thing because i i think that some people who are more reserved were a bit shy of coming in 
Um, but we moved a year and a half ago, about, yeah, uh, on Bernard. So we have a, a big space right now. Um, and it's awesome because now it, it creates a space where everybody has kind of like, can have their own pace, discover music and be in their bubble and interact with each other without necessarily interact with us, which is like totally fine. Um, but I feel that um, it, it helps the community in a, in a way. Yeah, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I feel like it's definitely become kind of a cultural hub for both uh, DJs and producers who are living and working in Montreal and those visiting. Well, it feels great for you to say that because I like to think that in a, in a certain way it helps, but to hear somebody else say it, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're, we're going in the right dire direction. Um, so as, as I was saying... Um, Having a space where people can come and drop off flyers, drop off tickets, um, it creates a... Oh, and a drop off their records also <laughs> <laughs> for, for music makers. Um, it's, it's very important in music to have every element um, talking to each other and being strong so it's not only about parties it's not only about going out the the dj who's playing needs first to be um uh, to have a, a a space to go listen to music and discover new music uh, the party organizers need a place to drop off tickets drop off flyers um and um So, and the, the music makers composing at home need uh, a space to get inspired and talk to, to, to other people about their projects. Um, so, yeah, just creating a nice, strong circle where everybody can help each other. I think that's the, that's the goal. That's awesome. <laughs> and what has it taught you... Um kind of about the scene or about the scene more globally either about the artists or yourself as an artist uh what do you mean exactly kind of like running a record store being like really um deeply involved in a community has it changed your your approach to production your artistic style um yes and no <laughs> um Well, my, my way of producing is, is, is like very personal. Um, and I always, I don't want to get influenced. <laughs> I try not to get too, too much influenced by what's going on. I want to get influenced by what I see firsthand at parties. Really? Um, I want to be influenced by my own experience and not necessarily by what other people do, if that makes sense. Of course. Um, but of course, having conversations can be very eye-opening on uh, different subjects and sharing my experiences with music making, like basic produ production 
techniques. Uh, that's very helpful too at the shop. I, I've met some uh, engineers and we talk about uh, sound, not, not necessarily music, but sound, how it works, uh, uh, tools that can be helpful. Um, so yeah, in, th in that matter, that, that helped me a lot. But uh, even though I'm surrounded in like so much music every day, so much music, Um, I try not. I try uh, not to be too much influenced by the by the by the styles. Maybe how how people uh, technically achieve making music, but I, I don't want to get too influenced by by the styles. You definitely have a very unique sound that I Ooh, think thank is you. wholly your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I also want to congratulate you on your label. Thank you very much. New records. Um, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the label, why you chose to start your own label, the potential you see for the future, and kind of what sounds or, you know, what you'll be looking for. So having a label was kind of always the, the goal. It was a, a natural... Like I, I knew that was, I always knew that was uh, at some point I had to do it in my life. Even even w um, before uh, putting out my first record on Sobo, I knew that at some point I, I wanted to, to achieve that myself. Um, well, to create, to, to create a label. And so working with Sobo, and which is a, a local label, Uh, and after that, working with Wolf Music, and uh, these guys are based in London. It kind of helped me, um, well, it, it helped me a lot, actually, to have uh, an idea of like the steps and how, how, to, how to make it happen in a, in a good way. Um, and uh, the guys at Sobo are like, extra <laughs> they're, they're, they're super people and the process was uh, in all the ways it was super fun uh, putting out that record and after that with Wolf Music it was a, a, a different relationship I had with these guys because um, they were in London so I talked with them uh, via like email during uh, a whole year without, uh, before meeting them. Wow. So it's kind of a different process. Um, but yeah, the goal was always to, to, to create my own platform to uh, put out my music for myself, um, and, but also uh, like promote local talents. And maybe international ones, but at first I want to keep it local. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, as I was saying earlier, um, all the steps are very important to create like the our big community circle, and I think that having a label uh, really helps in that in that way, um, just to keep things in Montreal also because. We're always talking about Europe, uh, the United States. Well, it's very different in the States, but yeah. um, 
there's so many things happening in Europe for a reason because they have the the structures for it. They have the record stores, they have the big labels, um, they have the big festivals. So that's why there's like there's like a a constant buzz. But we need to start creating those things in 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 Montreal too for us to like strive and have a a healthy surrounding. To make things happen, you know? I totally (laughs) We're already are, but but, uh, just to keep moving forward. Do you find the community here quite insular? Or do you think it has the potential to really expand? Has the potential to expand. Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk a little bit more about your production and your production style. Um, I feel like dancing... Uh, appears to be an essential part of your practice as a DJ. And I wanted to kind of discuss the links between movement and production. Yeah. Um, Well, house techno music, it's uh, social music. (laughs) It's made to dance. It's uh, it's physical music, actually. when you think about production for a, a good or a, a good house or techno track, you're gonna you're gonna think about how how the bass sounds like in the club, how the the kick sounds like uh, in the club, uh, how the pads are gonna are gonna settle in in the club. Like you wanna you want you wanna create the good environment for the dancers. Um, so of course, uh, when I see people dance and how people react to a certain type of sound, uh, to a certain type of melody, it's gonna it's gonna help me afterwards for sure. Like uh, start a start a new song or a new project, for sure. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, how do you feel our bodies? I guess you've kind of just touched on this that our bodies are implicated. In sound, yeah. At some point, when I when I write a, a, a song, at some point for sure, I'm gonna stand up and see, just feel how how what I just wrote, how my body reacts to it. Like really, yeah. Wow. That's and amazing. I'm in my studio <laughs> and I uh, and I start dancing, uh, and it's as if my 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 body actually tells me if it's missing something. Wow. Or um, like, ah, oh, this this part is getting a bit redundant. <laughs> So I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> I mean, I might steal that from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your production, um, I've found, definitely has a very immersive uh, quality. I don't know if I said that already. And I can hear all of the influences in it, the soul, the funk, um, house, and as I said, like a little bit of trance I hear on your newest release. I don't know if that's just me, but... Which one? The wolf music? Or no, uh, the, Bienvenue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bienvenue, yeah. Oh. <laughs> really I'm curious what, what track you're talking about. Um, I have it. I have it linked here. I can tell you. Groove, the inner dance, Groove PM. The first one? Oh, yeah. I think it's the only one you can listen to on Bandcamp. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, we kind of already touched on your studio setup and your creative process, but I'm wondering 
if we can talk a little bit more about your live debut at New Tech. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, what do you have planned? You, is it all flushed out? Are you still working on it? Still, I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's uh, yeah, it's almost done. It's gonna be okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, I kind of created uh, live versions of a lot of songs that I already put out. Um, Live, live versions, meaning uh, where I have space maybe to improvi improvise a bit on stage. Um, uh, and there's also a few new tracks that I made live versions also. And I created some some new new sounds to to fit the whole uh, the whole uh, set. Yeah, awesome. We're coming into the last minute of the show here. Ooh. I want to thank you so much again for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about your performance. Um, can you tell us just one more time when it is? And So it's Saturday night at uh, M. Telus, and I'll be playing at uh, 10 p.m. Do not miss Jean Tellum Saturday night, 10 p.m. at Mutech Montreal. And uh, who are you going to see from Mutech? Um, I want to see uh, my friend Francis Latrey, Priori. I want to see Dusty One. Yeah. I want to see Adam Basanta. <laughs> um, who else? Who else? Oh, CMD. Yeah. Uh, shout out to CMD. She shout has a, CMD. A, a radio show on CKUT. She's amazing. Um, uh, and I'm forgetting some right now. Oh, Gabrielle Reichold on Sunday. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll catch you at Mutech Montreal. This has been the XX Files on CKUT 90.3 FM. Right now we're listening to a mix by Gene Tellum. Oh, uh, on foreheads a few months ago so you can check that out on SoundCloud thanks for listening until next week bye Look at